listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White. Joining me today is Carmen Perry. Come on. Hi, Carmen, how are you doing, sir? See, I've already messed up. Yes, now we're going to have to edit. <laughs> Carmen, how are you doing today? Look, all is well. All is well. It's uh, another exciting day here on the Cooler Ring. And uh, look, yeah. we've been looking forward to this episode for a little while. We have. You know, sometimes sometimes it just takes a little while to make the schedules connect. Uh, and and uh, the anticipation grows. And uh, so I've really been looking forward to today's show. I know. I think we were ready to actually record it a few weeks ago when our internet went out. Yeah, we should probably like kind of rake our internet provider over the coals publicly now. And, no. But that wouldn't it's help. It's not really. That's not going to fix anything. No, no, it's not. And they no. fixed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but look, there's, there's some. Let's see who's who's the positive one of the duo, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, but I, I am looking forward to our conversation today. Um, you know, our, our guest has some very unique experience with a, with a, a rather massive brand. Yeah, yeah. Well, look. Uh, without further ado, let's kick it off. Indeed. So joining us today is Cindy Dikit Wong. Cindy is the global head of marketing for the incubator business at Henkel Adhesives. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Cindy. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Carmen. Thank you for having me. That's wonderful to have you on the show. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure, Cindy. Um, look, I, I know I've got to admit, I I did uh, before a meeting you. I had known of of Henkel, but not. I guess I didn't really have an appreciation for just how big the business is. No, um, you knew not to use the red lock. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, probably going to need to be opened again. Right, right. Yeah. But so I guess, uh, Cindy. Um, why don't we start with a bit of an a kind of an introduction to you and and, and your how do you kind of uh, came to find Henkel or how they came to find you, and uh, and tell us a bit about the the business as well if you would. Sure. So let me let me start this way. Going back uh, when I grow up, you can tell by my accent I'm Thai. I originally from Thailand. I moved here about twenty years ago. When I look back, I actually grew up in quite a moderate uh, family in Thailand. It's quite poor, actually. But when I really think through, um, my parents live paycheck by paycheck, and we might be very limited, you know, in terms of financial. But I always have that empowerment from my mom and dad. You know, treating people with respect, dignity. It's about dream big and hustle hard, right? And that is, for me, is a core value that I keep with me until the journey today as a marketer, right? I am a first generation of female engineer, believe it or not, in my country. And that is not that easy, right? Having that career be a first generation of female engineering, you know, back then the gen uh, gender parity uh, in the country in the time still quite, um, I would say, challenging for us to overcome. That's why uh, my passion is also helping younger generation professional to really understand, embrace who you are as who you are and strive to be a better self and not better someone else and have that recognition that, that it's not just okay to be different. It actually can be a big advantage. And with that quality of my, let's say, growing up and the core value, it's really helped me as a marketer. And it's been, I just celebrated uh, 20 years with the company last week. So it's been 20 years Incredible. exciting with Henkel. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I, you know, put into the metric, I actually relocation in the past 20 years, six times, three countries. I changed seven roles and, of course, uncountable teammate 
mentor, mentee, and it has been such a grateful journey. I travel and live around the world. And one thing Jeff and Carmen, I want to highlight, when you deal with a different country, they all have a different unique. But one thing that we all have in common, especially when it's come to the customer, everybody strive to win. We all have that winning culture. And for me, it's such a joyful and grateful to be a part of the journey where we help customer partner winning one application at a time. So that is a short introduction from uh, where I grew up up to this point. And uh, Carmen, you talk about Henko. Let me stepping back and uh, give you uh, Henko at Grants. We are 144 years old, 20 billion euro in the global consumer pack packaging good company, still majority holder by the Henko family, 52,000 employee in 56 countries. And of course you talk about branding, the brand you love, use and embrace every day, including laundry, home care, beauty care and additive category, including all, Schnackel, Purex, Persil, Dial, Rygard, Loctite and more. So that's quickly about Hinkle. <laughs> so it's just a little company. Yeah. <laughs> just that's, a few brands. That's an incredible <laughs> synopsis. Well, and, and I mean, what what a story. And I I think the thing that I really take away from what you said about, you know, being a first generation female engineer from Thailand, you know, one of the first in your family to emigrate to the U.S. as well, I would imagine. No, my family's or, still back in Thailand. No. I'm the only yeah. one here. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, you've you've eventually migrated to, to a marketing role, but you started out as a chemical engineer. Yes. And you know, that's a very unique path. What uh, what drove that? Was it just uh, opportunity within Henkel? Yes. So um, I moved back from uh, international assignment 2018 from Japan, right? Back then, uh, Henkel offering me some opportunity by giving me a challenge and say, Cindy, we need some help in marketing. We have a newly incubator business within the company called Additive Manufacturing 3D Printing. Would you be willing to help us? Less than one second. Yes, go for it. And that's where I'm here in marketing. And maybe let me explain a little bit of what's marketing in Henkel, right? So my group actually consists of a lot of customer touch points when it's come to marketing, media, digital marketing, promotion, omnichannel, product management, market customer activation and marketing intelligence. So that is a, a kind of broad scope when it's come to marketing in Henkel. Really cool, really cool. The, um, and I know, Cindy, that you've, um, and you touched on this in your um, in your overview, the, the kind of this notion of, you said we, we all, um, we all win or we all strive to win. And, 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 and that's, um, you know, you're really in that moment, it feels to me like you're boiling it uh, down into that kind of, and you're really kind of scratching into what it is to be human there. And, and that notion of humanizing um, uh, marketing. And I know that that's been a, a focus of yours. And you really uh, draw a distinction between B2B and B2C mm -hmm. and have uh, really uh, uh, working to bring this kind of um, a humanized approach 
um, into your, your work at, at Hankel in, in the incubator. So I guess, can you tell us a bit about that? I, I believe you, uh, B4E is what you call yes, it? Yes, B4E, business for everyone, right? And when you uh, look at it from what is my motivation? When I join incubator 3D printing in Hankel, right? You look at the industry. It's not that old. 3D printing, it's go back like 40 years old. So there's no such a thing called rules and, you know, some legacy way of doing things. That's why it's such an industry that have a fast-paced dynamic. It's all about Dan do business with Cindy, Jeff do business with Carmen. It's a relationship type of business because it's such an industry that is still early adoption from technology, from application, from production standpoint. Therefore, when you look at as a marketer, how do you approach? How do you approach the market? How do you approach the customer? Is that B2B, business to business, B2C? It's not really. It's all about humanized way of modern marketing, right? Still under the digital platform that we do a lot of things, but you need to stepping back. The missing part on this business and the success factor is about that humanized personalization. It's all about how we bring that element of the human relationship business, driving that relationship and make that marketing campaign successful. That's why for me, it's, it's kind of art and engineer in the same time. Um, and that B4E for me, it's really a key core as a marketer. I really want to drive that next era of incubator using the humanized marketing approach by B4E. Help me understand uh, a little bit more, I guess. I'm just wondering, is it the kind of thing when um, that you just kind of hold up marketing decisions to that light and say, am I speaking like I'm talking to a business here or that I'm being robotic in some way? And is that how you know that maybe you're not reaching the B4E standard? Yeah, that, that's a very good point, Carmen. And the way I like to frame it, let's look at it from, from this point of view, right? The humanized marketing is not necessarily come from the corporation on from the product. And I really need to thank Professor Clayton Christensen for my life-changing, the disruptive innovation class in Harvard University. They really teach the perspective of look at it from job to be done, right? When you start humanize a, a way of thinking in marketing, you look at it into the way of people, when they do things, what type of job that they need to get done, what caused the user, consumer, customer to buy the product, right? The product comes and goes, technology comes and goes, but the pain point, the problem is always there for us to solve. That's why it's a kind of combination when you look at it from humanization of marketing in the conjunction of the way you look at marketing campaign according to the pain point and job to be done from the user perspective. So that's how I kind of frame things together when it's, you know, talk about humanized marketing. I, I think, it, you know, it. What, what you're talking about there is, uh, you know, allowing... When you, when you talk about the job to be done as opposed to the product that's getting created or the products that are required to create the job to be done, you know, it really is, it's about ensuring that the people who are doing that work feel like they're doing something meaningful and that you're connecting with them and giving them something to kind of 
you know, jump off from, you know, I, I'm trying to remember if it's, uh, if it was Mad Men, you know, we don't sell three eighth drill bits. We sell three eighth holes or something, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's about the, uh, you know, you're not allowed to quote Mad Men on marketing podcast. No, I suppose it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really do like that. You know, thinking about the, cause there's a lot of empathy in, you know, trying to uh, think about, well, what are they going to do with this? And how are they going to use it? And how is it, how is it going to help them improve their day to day? Yeah. And, and I guess, I mean, I think a lot of people maybe think of things through that. What is the business problem to be solved? And, and not that there isn't overlap with what's the human problem that's getting solved in that moment. But there seems to me that if you, as you think about it, you could see instances where those, they could be different. Yeah. Like, or where the, the thinking about it through what is the human problem that's being solved versus the business problem may allow us to think about it in a way that, that just, um, I don't know, um, maybe connects a little bit more deeper into, uh, why someone would be, be motivated to, 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 to purchase motiv motivated to, to enter into a relationship with the company, what have you. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, the business problem to be solved can just sound sometimes like it's, um, I can just be again, very cold, but, but, but at the end of the day, there's a person trying to solve that business yeah. problem yeah. and they encounter real human challenges in trying to do it. Right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're also on the incubator side of the Henkel business. And I, I think it would be worth, because I think there's, there's something, um, you know, very empathetic about the idea of an incubator within a large corporation in and of itself. Um, how does that kind of help you bring the B4E um, approach to life? The fact that you're within an incubation environment. Yeah. So with a, a marketing approach based on job to be done, I actually conduct a recent interview because one thing I want to highlight on the job to be done is it's not something you can just sit down and say, hey, this is a pain point, this is job to be done. We cannot just sit and image and imagine what's happening. You need to go out there. You need to go interview consumer, user, and understand and observe their life. Right? My recent interview for a print technician in 3D printing, let me share the story. Um, because we are uh, at the time launching a very uh, fast printing product, easy to clean product, right? And we're about to launch the campaign focusing on the product. I did the interview for the print technician and I asked them, when you get the printer and what does your life look like? They say the most important thing for them is that they want to get the job done. When they do the calibration of the printer, it takes about four or five times, right? To print and do some calibration and do the setting. They want to finish the job within one day. They want to come in at eight, finish at, at five. And I'm puzzling. It has nothing to do with my product. So I'm stay patient. All right. Tell me a little bit more. You know, Cindy, when you do the printing, it's so nasty to change the glove all the time, right? Because of the 3D printing resin, sometimes it gets sticky. That would be so good to have a product that is lower viscosity, easy to clean. So my life get easier. I don't have to wear the plastic glove. Right. I'm like, hmm, getting interesting. You know, when we do finish the calibration, if I can leave work, go have a dinner with my girlfriend and I can decide some cool part and leave it printing overnight. So the print speed for me, it's quite important, Cindy, so that I finish the job. I do the cool design. I print overnight in the morning. I get the cool parts. I'm like, uh-huh. All right. The keyword for me is all about. You can finish your work within one day, the speed, 
easy to clean, lower viscosity on the product, and help your life within the day so that you can have more opportunity to do design iteration. With that interview, and you can see this is a job to be done the way I promote my product. I have nothing to do with product Loctite ABCDE that have fantastic property. I'm saying it helped you get the job done within one day. It introduced the product that easy to clean and the high speed so that you can have a next day delivery. How is that sound to you when you listen from this angle? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I would like to get one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm curious, where do I sign? Do I press hard? Yeah. That was a great illustration of the approach. Thank you for that. I think it really helped. Uh, bring it to life really it, it, there's and, no question yeah. that it humanize when you're talking about how it enables you to live uh, you know a better have a better work-life balance and mm -hmm. uh, and less stress and uh, less mess you know all of those things are, are positives in terms of making somebody's life better absolutely yeah. absolutely are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample abm i am um, my goodness i mean that was such a great uh, kind of overview of that approach and thinking and, and a nice practical kind of synopsis of it i'm i don't even know where to go from here now jeff yeah the, the funny thing finally we send a coupon we say if we the first time using this you get the barbecue coupon discount i even know that all the print technicians they love barbecue because it's easy, a lot of nice beer. And it, I mean, this is a thing where when you start going there, do the interview, my marketing complaint completely different. Who would imagine you send a coupon for the barbecue place discount for this type of product? Yeah, but it's key, gives such a huge open up. Like now it's all about you printing something, you get the, you know, some information campaign from Loctite in the way that it's just mean to you. It's mean to you, Jeff. It's mean to you, Dan. You know, it, it just gives you that sense of human touch big time. Yeah. Shows that you uh, you truly understand who you're selling to. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, that's lovely. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious. There's a, there's a, a few points that um, in our lead up to this show that um, I, I was hoping we might be able to cover, Cindy. What was your guidance around this notion of... Um, in your work in, in marketing and particularly um, associated with the incubator and you're thinking around the pace of pivot and how you need to think about that in relation to the business or sector that you're you're in. Um, can you help me understand your thinking there and guidance? Sure. There's a two uh, key takeaway when it's come to uh, the pace of pivot. As a marketer, Jeff Carmen, one thing I want to share, there's one favorite quote that I share with the team all the time. If everything seems under control, then you are not moving fast enough. Let me repeat, if things under control, you're not moving fast enough, especially life in incubator, right? And that indicates your pace of your pivot, right? Is that according to your industry, your user, your consumer? If you feel comfortable with what you do, then you're behind your competition. 
Does that do you, do you find that that in some way um, either? Uh, I'm wondering if it helps you take bigger risks, uh, and I'm wondering if that attitude helps you sell uh, the notion of taking bigger risks hmm. to the folks that you report to. Yeah, talking about risk in my life in incubator, it's just every day. Yeah, the one constant in life as a startup company is change. So that's a, a level of risk and also reward, right? That we deal with it in incubator business. Um, for the incubator, one thing I really want to share, especially when you look at additive manufacturing, which is in the early adopter from the technology production standpoint, if you define your success, right, based on just top line growth, first year um, return of investment, guess what? You might get zero. Right, that's a risk you take. You you talk about risk, but what I like to encourage, especially coming from a, a marketing standpoint, right, you need to be able to really drive so-called proof point, small success. You can call it leading indicator beyond just the sales, right? The repeating order, how many new customer, new sample, lead generation, how many application that you can get validated, right? That's all the leading indication beyond just the number from the financial, which is important. But the key point here is that you, you cannot depend on just one factor to drive your success. And you need to look beyond just the first year return of investment. You need to look long term because that's all incubator do, right? Associate risk over time and also prove point over time. I I am. Um... I appreciate that the incubator business is fairly unique, but then at the same time, I'm like, this is the reality for every manufacturing marketer in yeah. that there is a number of initiatives under underway. Um, some of them have a more guaranteed ROI than others. Some, some of more of you know, some of them have been tried before. Some of them have them. Some of them are big bets. Some of them are just refinements. Right, right. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know, I think that really, really resonates with, with me, Sydney, this notion that, um, you know, you're quite right looking at, at leading indicators. Yes. But then even when you say like application, you know, use cases that are validated as a leading indicator, that's a, there's a, there's a nice gift in that because it, it's, I think marketers should um, broaden their definition of success mm -hmm. across yeah. their portfolio of initiatives. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It, it it does lead me to wonder um, having a philosophy that the you know you're not going to see results in necessarily in year one, or it's not going to have the payoff that you know in, in year one that it might in year two, three, or five. Um, how do you formulate um, KPIs and 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 metrics when you know you're you're having that level of, of trust that it's going to go somewhere after that first year. Like, you know, do you, do you set um, goals for yourself within the first 12 months and then expand on those for future years? Or, or is it kind of, let's see how this, how this goes. And, and then we'll, we'll begin to establish some proper KPIs once, you know, once we've seen how it performs. Yeah, that, that's a very good question, Jeff. And in reality, right, we here to grow the business. So I think the financial element of um, how we measure our success is, is have to be there, right? But as a role, as a marketer, it's the soft fact that you add on and really help boost up, you know, the morale and, you know, the, the, the quick win and the small success with, within the team. And that is what we do, um, you know, as a marketer where, 
yes, there's a certain, we call, we use this term a lot, proof point, right? The proof point that we can bring can be number of, let's say, validated case study, validated industrial use part using our product. But the key here is that that proof point, it might not bring anything on the year one, but it has to be scalable. We need to bring so-called the right opportunity where we have that early adopter who validate, qualify that application, and we use it as a, a proximity to start scaling, find a similar you know, user customer that have the same application, and that have to be scalable so that on the year two and year three, you start seeing a growth, right? So that you can have that projected growth over time, not just proof point on the paper. Right. So those, you know, those, those early indications, those early proof points are really the thing you're going to build upon and use to, to craft. Well, yeah. And that's a great yardstick, right? It's like, yeah, yeah we can create, we can have leading indicators, but the leading indicators that are, that are acceptable are the ones that are scalable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So leading indicators of um, traffic to the website may not really, may not be enough, may not pass muster. Yeah. Uh, you know, it yeah. could. Depending on the yeah, depending um, on the business, you know, but probably like number of new social media followers doesn't pass muster. Like at that, like yeah, when you like think some, about it that way, likes on posts, <laughs> right, like, right, yeah. right, yeah. Which is, I think, when um, when marketers think of leading indicators, sometimes they might think they can get away with that. Yeah, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, one add on, uh, you know, fun fact around uh, leading indicator. In marketing team, we also use a lot of KOL, a key opinion leader, influencer. And as a modern marketing, we use we talk about this all the time. W and Y, right? Woman, youth, and netizen. That's a key AOL, key influencer for us to really drive forward from the social media perspective. I haven't heard those. Before. Netizen, the internet citizen. Well, no, I, I, but used in that combination, I, I remember, yeah, date myself. <laughs> An early, early copy of Internet Magazine, around 1996. Um, yeah, something in Wired. <laughs> I'd be curious, Cindy. I mean, I know that uh, you know, you've had a, a very, very um, uh, impressive career at Henkel and uh, have have touched a number of parts of that organization and. Uh, and have have blazed some trails along the way. Uh, so I'd like to use the last little bit of of our time together today just to to maybe get your career advice, you know for for those people maybe uh, that are on the more on the front end of their uh, uh, first uh, years as a manufacturing marketer. Mm -hmm. Um, what uh, what advice would you give them? This is a very good, very, very good point. things that I really want to inspire hopefully and encourage as a marketer to think about be authentic be yourself under understand who you are meaning understand your brand understand your business understand your customer understand your competitor and be authentic real you representing your brand leverage that branding story to connect it to your user your end customer and use that to drive the messaging, use that to really connect and drive and retain that customer relationship. Because in the end, as a marketer, without having a great relationship with your user out there, you can't go any longer uh, in your career. So that would be my uh, last advice from uh, as a marketer. 
Really interesting. Yeah, it's wonderful. Sydney, I've really enjoyed having you on the show today. It's been a pleasure. And uh, thank you for uh, uh, bearing with us with our internet difficulties <laughs> and whatnot and uh, getting this yeah, show We're better together. netizens now. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> netizens. That's right. <laughs> wonderful. Thanks for joining us on the show, Sydney. Well, thank you so much for having me. Looking forward for next time. Indeed. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.